Welcome back to another College Hoops Mania podcast episode. I'm your host, Wes Troyer, and happy Selection Sunday. The bracket is out, baby. We have a field of 68. Before I get into this week's content, I need to go over a few things first. So if you're listening to this on Spotify or on Apple Podcast, I ask that you could maybe subscribe or follow, depending on what you listen to this on, and also leave a rating and review, as that is extremely helpful to me. Also, you can find me at chmpod on both Twitter and Instagram. I will post some on Instagram throughout the week, some, you know, post some scores and some takeaways on some games as well as some other content. And on Twitter, I'll tweet some throughout the week as well. I'm also on Patreon. You can find me by searching up my name, Wes Troyer, or by searching up College Hoops Mania. Uh, yeah, you can leave a donation on Patreon. Any amount is greatly appreciated. I mean, doesn't matter how small it is. I greatly appreciate every donation. With that being said, let's get into this week's content. So on this week's show, me and my friend Chase Horner, who is also very passionate about college basketball and watches the game very closely as I do, we are both going to pick the bracket and literally fill out our brackets as we speak on the show, make our picks round through round and give you know, a little bit of analysis here and there, and make it all the way down to the national champion. And so with that being said, here is Chase and I's 2021 NCAA tournament bracket picks. Today I have a very special guest, one of my good friends, Chase Horner. He's also a very passionate college basketball fan, as I am, and today we are going to pick the bracket as the field of 68 was just announced yesterday. Chase, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Excited to pick the bracket here. And yeah, for sure. I don't know about you, but are you just are we just both going to just go through it and make our own picks like we haven't even filled it out yet or anything? Yeah, this is actually going to be my first time making my picks for my bracket. I haven't even made my own one yet. So Okay. Yeah, so we're pretty much just going to literally fill it out as we go here starting with all the round of 64 games into the second round in the Sweet 16 and so on. And so the first game that we have here is Gonzaga playing 16 seed Norfolk State and Appalachian State. I'm sure we don't really have anything to say here. We're obviously picking both going to pick Gonzaga here, I'm sure. Right, Chase? Right. <laughs> okay. So uh, Gonzaga will play the winner then of the eight seed Oklahoma and nine seed Missouri game. Chase, who do you have here? I think I have Oklahoma in this game. Yeah, I'm also going to go with Oklahoma in this game. Both of these teams have kind of been struggling a little bit lately, but honestly, looking at this whole region, Oklahoma could potentially be Gonzaga's toughest game up until the Elite Eight, potentially, because, I mean, a lot of people have been saying the West is a weaker region, and I kind of agree it's probably the weakest region of the four. In the next game here, we have five seed Creighton and 12 seed UC Santa Barbara. I personally am going Creighton here, although I know many people are going with Santa Barbara in this game. But I'm still going to go with Creighton in this one. Chase, who do you have here? Yeah, I know this could be a trendy upset pick with UC Santa Barbara over Creighton just because of the issues with Greg McDermott and Creighton's been struggling lately. But I'm also picking Creighton in this game. I think they'll be able to get this done in the first round. Agreed, agreed. Okay, so in so we both have Creighton there, and then 
we would have Creighton playing the winner of four seed Virginia and 13 seed Ohio. Chase, who do you have in this one? Um, I'm actually going to go Ohio in this one. I really like this team. I love Jason Preston. They played Illinois really close at the beginning of the season. I think they can pull one out here at the beginning against Virginia. That's interesting that you say that because I actually have Ohio in this one as well. And there, there's a couple of reasons. Like you said, Jason Preston, obviously terrific point guard. Ohio as a whole is just a really good offensive team. But then also, I believe Virginia is not even getting to Indianapolis until Friday. And I think I'm, I'm pretty sure this game's Saturday because, yeah, I think they have one day of it practice. What'd you say? I said it is on Saturday. Yeah. And but so yeah, I think also, they have one day of practice. Sorry, what'd you say? I didn't hear you there. I said also Virginia coming off of like a mini COVID pause. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a couple of reasons here. I think Virginia could be a, it might be a popular upset pick here, but I'm, I'm going with, I'm going with Ohio in this one as well. And then in the next game, we have six seed USC playing the play-in game winner of Wichita State and Drake. I'm, I, I think I'm going USC no matter who they play here. I think Drake will probably win the playing game, although that's that's a toss-up. But I'm going to go with USC to win this one no matter who they play here. Yeah, I'm also going to pick USC. I think this could be one of the best first-round matchups of the tournament because I think Wichita, and Drake could, Wichita State and Drake could both give USC a really good challenge. But I love this USC team. I love Evan Mobley. He does pretty much everything for them, one of the best players in the country. So. I'm putting my bet on them. Yeah, I don't really see either of these teams, how they're, be, how they're going to be able to contain Mobley inside. And um, Isaiah Mobley as well. They have a big front court, and I don't really I, – I, Wichita and Drake don't really have the size to play with that. And then the next game here, we have three-seed Kansas, 14-seed Eastern Washington. Chase, who do you have in this one? Uh, yeah, I got Kansas in this one. Yeah. Eastern Washington has, I believe they're like 13-1 their last 14, but I'm still going with Kansas in this game. And then in the next one, really interesting matchup here. Seven seed Oregon playing 10 seed VCU. Chris, Duar Chris Duarte versus Bones Highland will be one of the best matchups in the first round. I'm going with Oregon. As I've said many times this year, Oregon is one of the teams that I really like, and I think they can make a deep run in the tournament with the way that they space the floor on offense. And when they have their starters on the floor, they're kind of going five out and VCU, uh, they, let's see. Oh yeah, they lost to Saint. They lost to the Bonnies on or yesterday in the A10 championship game. I think this. I think this is a tough game to pick, but I think Oregon, due to just their offensive firepower, I think will be a little bit too much for VCU. Yeah, I'm also picking Oregon in this matchup. It's also another one of my favorite first round matchups, and I know Oregon just lost to Oregon State in the. Pac-12 tournament, but other than that, they've been one of the hottest teams in the country recently and kind of running through the Pac-12 at the end of the season. And yeah, yeah. I don't think like Oregon in this one. And then to close out this region, we have Iowa playing 15 seed Grand Canyon. You actually go to Grand Canyon and you will be in attendance at this game. That's the plan. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, are you going with Iowa though? I'm assuming still. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Iowa. I really want to pick Grand Canyon. I love this team. I love Bryce Drew as a coach, and I think it, I think they can make an interesting game. But yeah, in the end, I was definitely my pick. Well, you probably know a little bit more about Grand Canyon than most people do. So, what do you what do you think about Grand Canyon? How they match up with Iowa? Honestly, Iowa is the best team that they could have matched up with on the two seed line because Grand Canyon is also a very big team. They have a seven one center that 
will be an interesting matchup for Luka Garza. And then Javon Blackshear is a very underrated point guard who runs this team very well. And I think it, I think it'll be a good matchup. Yeah, for sure. I hope, I hope so. I mean, probably, I mean, obviously it's going to be hard to actually pick that upset, but hopefully we at least get a good one there in that game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Moving down to the East region, which is Michigan's region. Um, Michigan plays the winner of Mount St. Mary's and Texas, Texas Southern in the playing game. I'm sure we're both going Michigan here. And so into the eight, nine game, we have eight seed LSU playing nine seed St. Bonaventure. It's kind of two polar opposites here. LSU is a super good offensive team. Bonaventure is really good defensively. Who do you have in this one? I have LSU in this one. I just love their offense. I love Cam Thomas. Give him the ball. He can get a bucket whenever he wants, but that's not their only player. They have experience with Javante Spart, Darius Days, and Trenton Watford's a great player. And I just think their offense will be too much for St. Bonaventure. That's fair. That's fair. I'm going I'm going with the Bonnies in this one. I I really like the way they're playing right now, although LSU obviously had a terrific SEC tournament as well. But I think Bonaventure will be able to slow down LSU enough. For Michigan's sake here, I wouldn't want L or yeah, I would not want LSU if I was Michigan. Um, just with, with all that offense, that might be a tough matchup for Michigan. So as a Michigan fan, if you're a Michigan fan, I'd be cheering for St. Bonaventure in this game, but I, I am picking the Bonnies in this one, although it's, it's a tough one to pick. And then in the five twelve game in the East region, we have Colorado and Georgetown. This will be another trendy upset pick as Georgetown is one of the hottest teams in the country. Just stole a bit in the big East. I'm going with Georgetown in this one. Again, it's it's mainly due to the fact that they're just one of the hottest teams in the country, and so much of March is just getting hot at the right time. Yeah, I like that pick. Um, I'm actually going to go with Colorado in this one just because I know Georgetown is very hot. They kind of ran through the Big East tournament, but they're still a 13-12 and 12 team, struggled most of the season, and I think they just had a really hot stretch in the Big East tournament, and I think Colorado will get this one done. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it's a tough pick. I believe Colorado's like a five-point favorite in this one. So, I mean, yeah, that's what it is. I think, I think that's the smallest line of any of the 5-12 games. In the 4-13 game, we have Florida State and UNC Greensboro. Uh, who do you have in this one? Yeah, I've got Florida State in this one. I really love the Florida State team, and I think they can make a deep run in this tournament. Yeah, Florida, I have Florida State too, and they're just they're just really hard to prepare for, especially like if you have to play them in the second game of the weekend in that quick turnaround, just because they're so hard to prepare for with the size they have. I mean, you can't really simulate how big they are, because I mean they just they have size everywhere. When when Scotty Barnes on the floor at six nine at point guard, but then they also I mean Raekwon Gray is one of the toughest matchups in the country as well. In the next game. Six seed BYU playing the winner of Michigan State and UCLA. Who do you, who do you like here? Okay, well, first of all, in the first four matchup, Michigan State UCLA has got to be one of the best first four matchups we've seen oh, in a while. Yeah, maybe the best of like all time. I mean, I don't know. And I think I'm picking Michigan State in that game just because of the way they're playing right now, they're going to be hard to beat. But no matter who wins the Michigan State UCLA game, I think I'm going to pick them over BYU in the first round. I agree with what you said. You're picking whoever wins that game to beat BYU. Yeah, I, I'm going to do that as well. But yeah, like you said about the Michigan State UCLA game, ratings wise, I mean, this game is like a 10 o'clock tip a couple mm-hmm. minutes before that. But 
it, out of the all, all the uh, all the play-in games in the history of the NCAA tournament, which I believe, I mean, it's been around for maybe ten years now. This probably is going to have the highest ratings of all the games. Just, I mean, you have two big fan bases here, but yeah, BYU is a six seed. I mean, probably probably a seed too high. A good a good scenario for Michigan State and UCLA to be able to draw BYU mm-hmm. is a six seed in here. Unfortunate for Michigan State that they have to play in the playing game, but they'll take BYU as a six seed. And then in the next game, we have three seed Texas and 14 seed Abilene Christian. Abilene Christian is a pretty good team. I believe they only have four losses, but I'm going Texas here. I mean, Texas at one point is looked at as a top five team in the country, and they're playing great basketball again. They have great guards. They have NBA talent, Greg Brown and Kai Jones, and they have a really good center in Jericho Sims. I don't really see how Abilene would be able to match up with Texas here. I'm going Texas. Yeah, I'm definitely going with Texas too. I think they have the talent for sure to make a deep run in this tournament. It's just whether they put everything together. And I know Matt Coleman does get a lot of love already, but I still think he's one of the more underrated guards in the country for everything that he does with Sims. I agree with you there. Next matchup, 7-10 matchup, we have UConn in Maryland, UConn being the seventh seed. I'm going with UConn here, although another one where I'm just really not too confident in. I thought UConn would actually win the Big East tournament. I was a little disappointed that they lost to Creighton in the Big East tournament. And Maryland in the Big Ten tournament lost to Michigan, beat Michigan State. This it's really Maryland's tough because they go five out, but they don't really have a lot of shooting on the outside. But if they are to get hot from outside because of the spacing they have, they're a really difficult team to play, especially when Dante Scott's making shots. But I'm still going to go with UConn in this one. James Booknight, one of the best players in the country. Yeah, I'm also going to go with UConn in this game, although I think it'll be a very good game. And I think anyone could end up winning because Maryland's defense is incredible. And the matchup of Daryl Morsell on James Booknight is going to be really interesting to watch. And like you said, when Maryland's hitting shots, they can play with anybody. So, yeah, yeah this sure. will be a really interesting matchup. The Morsell-Booknight matchup will be great. And then to close out the region, Bama playing Rick Patino in Iona. Patino's back, baby. Obviously, probably still going to go Alabama here. But this will be one of the more interesting ones to – or more interesting ones to watch just because Rick Patino's back. Yeah. For sure, I like the storyline in this one for Patino back in the NCAA tournament. I think he's the third coach now to take five different teams to the tournament. I think that's what I saw, but yeah, for sure. I'm going to Alabama still in this one. Yes, sir. Um, heading up to the South region now, which is Baylor's region. Baylor plays Hartford in the 116 game. Nothing to say here. We're, we're penciling in the one seeds. And then in the 8-9 matchup, we have North Carolina and Wisconsin. Arguably the best matchup in the round of 64. Who do you have here? Yeah, for sure. I love this matchup. I think this will be the um, matchup to watch in the round of 64. However, I have North Carolina right now. I just think Wisconsin's been struggling too much at the end of the season. And I really like how North Carolina plays with their four bigs. And Yeah. And they- I no, I have Carolina as well. This is it's still really hard to pick because like you're just kind of waiting for Wisconsin to just kind of get over the hump, and it just hasn't happened yet. Like they play, like in the Big Ten, they just couldn't beat anybody above them, but they'd beat everybody below them. Yeah, and I I don't know because they have the experience. I mean, like their average age in the starting lineup is like 22 or something like that. Yeah. Something <laughs> something stupid. And yeah, I'm going Carolina here. 
I don't think Wisconsin probably has the size to keep Caroline off the glass enough. So yeah, going with the heels. In the next matchup, we have five seed Villanova, 12 seed Winthrop. As much as people are picking Winthrop here, I'm still going to go Villanova. And obviously Villanova has been struggling without Gillespie. Justin Moore got hurt, but then ended up coming back. But Gillespie, obviously the main reason for struggles. Winthrop, I, what, who's their point guard? Charles or Chandler Vaudrin or whatever. He's obviously a terrific point guard. And I, I watched their conference championship against uh, Campbell. And it, it was DJ Burns who actually dominated inside for them. I think Villanova will probably be able to handle DJ Burns a little bit better than Campbell was able to. And I don't, Jeremiah Robinson Earl is just, he, I think he's arguably the best defender in the country, although he's, he won't be the national defensive player of the year. But I think he may be the best defender in the country. Still going to go Villanova to escape this early upset pick that's been trendy for people. Yeah, I actually am going to go with Winthrop in this one. Um, Villanova's nowhere near the team they are with Colin Gillespie. Co-Big East player of the year out for the season now. And Winthrop almost ran the table this season with just their one loss to, I think, UNC Asheville in late January. Mm -hmm. um, they're a very, very well-rounded team. They have four players who average double digits, and anyone can get it going for them. Yeah. And, yeah, Winthrop in this one. Yeah. Do you know what the line is on this one? Uh, no, but I can check up. Yeah, I, could, I think I, it was six last time I could. So the Georgetown line is yeah. the lowest of the 512s? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This will, this will be a really good matchup to watch. I believe it's late on Friday night. And then the next matchup I have here is four seed Purdue playing 13 seed North Texas. This is only a seven and a half point spread. Who do you, who do you like in this one? Yeah. I, I like, I like Purdue in this game. Um, Travion Williams is very dominant. And I love freshman Jaden Ivey at the point guard position. I think he can do great things for the team. Yeah, I have Purdue too. I like Purdue a lot. I mean, they don't really have a lot of weaknesses outside of lack of shooting from the outside. If they can hit shots from the outside, they're they're a really good team. Next matchup, six seed Texas Tech playing eleven seed Utah State. Utah State not or excuse me, Utah State made the tournament, but also escaped the playing game. A little surprising here. Who do you have in this one? Um, I've got Texas Tech in this one. Like you said, it was surprising Utah State missed the playing game. I think they probably should have been. In that first first four in range, and I don't know. Texas Tech is a very talented team. Put it all together, I like them a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Texas Tech as well. Next matchup: three seed Arkansas, fourteen seed Colgate. This is this one's interesting to me. Who do you have here? Yeah, I agree. This is an interesting matchup, but I'm going with Arkansas. I'm I'm actually I'm pulling the trigger on Colgate here. Okay. Um, <laughs> I. Colgate is a really, really terrific offensive team. Defensively, they worry me a little bit in this game. I mean, Arkansas, Arkansas is a pretty well-rounded team. I mean, they, don't, they don't really have a lot of weaknesses. But Colgate, offensively, what was that two years ago? They almost knocked off Tennessee in the 215 game. They still have Jordan Burns from that same team. And they, they just have terrific outside shooting. I think they're shooting like 37, 38 from three. And they're, they're one of the most efficient offensive teams in the country. I'm going Colgate. In the upset here, in which is which will be my biggest upset pick of the whole first round. Next matchup: seven seed Florida, ten seed Virginia Tech. Who do you like here? Yeah, I mean, all the seven ten matchups are really good, but I think this has the possibility of being the best one. And 
I've gone back and forth on this game a few times, and I think I'm going to go with Virginia Tech right yeah. now. Yeah, I'm going Virginia Tech as well. Virginia Tech's actually a dog in this game. I don't bet, but if I did, I'd be pretty confident going Virginia Tech money line. I like them a lot. I think they're, they're maybe a couple seeds under-seeded here. And then to close out the region, Ohio State, two-seed playing 15-seed Oral Roberts. I'm sure we're both going Ohio State, but Oral Roberts is interesting. Their top two scorers, I believe, are the top two – or is the top scoring duo in the country, and they have a leading – and it isn't – what's his name, Max Abemis? Didn't he pass Garza as the leading scorer in the country as well? I actually didn't see that. I'm not sure on that one. I might be wrong about that, but he's either the leading scorer or the second leading scorer at this point. So, yeah, Oral Roberts, Oral Roberts can really score, but, yeah, Ohio State. And then going down to our last region, the Midwest region here, starting off with Illinois and Drexel. We're both going Illinois here, like I said, penciling in the ones. And then in the 8-9 matchup, Loyola and, Ge- and Georgia Tech. Super interesting matchup here. Who do you have? Yeah, this is a very interesting matchup, and I love this Loyola Chicago team. Cameron Cutwigs, one of the least talked about players in the country. He does everything with the team. I think he leads them in points, rebounds, and assists as a center, which is interesting. But Georgia Tech is very high right now. I love Moses Wright. I think I'm going to go with Georgia Tech in this game. Yeah, yeah. I have Georgia Tech here too. But, yeah, what you said about Cutwigs is very true. I mean, he, like you said, leading the team in assists, he's – what makes what makes their offense flow so well is like they, they play through him, but he also has the ability to pass out of doubles and he does a terrific job at that. But yeah, I have Georgia Tech here. The Moses Wright matchup down low will be super interesting. Jose Alvarado, I mean, that that dude, that dude defends. He's just a pest at the point guard position, picks people up full court. He averages, I mean, almost like three steals a game, I'm pretty sure. I have Georgia Tech here. What'd you say? Said I love the way Jose Alvarado plays the game. Yeah, yeah. Alvarado's awesome to watch. Going Georgia Tech here, extremely close game. Next matchup, five seed Tennessee, 12 seed Oregon State. You pulling the Beavers here or nah? I don't think so. Um, Tennessee, I feel like, is one of the hardest teams to project in this bracket because I feel like they can play with anyone at some times, but then other times they really struggle to get their offense going. And obviously, Oregon State's another really hot team. They just ran through the Pac 12 tournament, but. I think I'm sticking with Tennessee in this one. I love, I love Jaden Springer. I love their entire team. We'll see if John Fulkerson's back though. Have they said? If he's uh, I I haven't heard Fulkerson news, but that that's a good point. That that's something to watch for. But yeah, Tennessee. I mean, they're they're really hard to pick to know what to expect with Tennessee. You really just don't know. Arguably the most inconsistent team in the country. But I'm going with Tennessee here as well. In the next matchup, Oklahoma State four seed, Liberty thirteen seed, Oklahoma State. People were kind of talking about them as maybe being the most disrespected seed-wise in the whole tournament, being a seed line, maybe even too, too low. Uh, who do you like here? Yeah, I mean, I definitely um, expected Oklahoma State to be a two or three seed at the lowest, but they landed as a four seed, and I, I'm picking Oklahoma State in this matchup. Obviously, they have Kate Cunningham, the projected number one pick, but also Avery Anderson's an incredible basketball player. Scored a 31 against West Virginia when Kate Cunningham was out. Really willed them to a win there. And they also have players like Isaac Likely, who are really good. Caleb and Keelan Boone. Yeah. yeah. I'm picking Oklahoma State here. Yeah, I'm going Oklahoma State here too. It's crossed my mind to actually go Liberty just because everyone's so sold on Oklahoma State right now. And the fact is, Liberty has three really, really good guards. And they pack it in defensively. I think they can make this an interesting game, but I'm still going Oklahoma State here. 
in the next in the next matchup we have six seed San Diego State playing eleven seed Syracuse. Syracuse was one of the biggest talks of the tournament, whether they would get in or not, like Utah State, and they actually avoided the playing game as well. Who do you have here? Yeah, I was very surprised Syracuse didn't um, end up in the playing game. I think they're one and seven in quad one games this year. Is that right? Yeah, I think yeah, I'm pretty sure they have a one quad one win. I know that. Yeah. And I really like the San Diego State team. They've been playing really well as late. I'm sticking with San Diego State here. I'm going San Diego State here too. They shoot they shoot it well from the outside. They're one of the best three point shooting teams in the country. And when it comes down to it, you gotta make shots to beat Syracuse and San Diego State can do that. Next matchup, three seed West Virginia, 14 seed Moorhead State. You willing to do anything here? Are you sticking with the Mountaineers? I'm definitely sticking with the Mountaineers too. Mountaineers here. Love Miles McBride. Love the way he runs the team. Yeah, I'm going with West Virginia as well. Seven seed Clemson, 10 seed Rutgers. This is an interesting game, maybe one of the ugliest first round games yeah. out there. Two teams that really struggle to score at times. I'm going with the Rutgers here. Clemson really just it, sometimes you watch them and you're just like how how do they even have the, what do they have the record that they have I mean only with like six or, or seven seven losses or whatever they have they, they played really good basketball early hit the pause came back looked terrible hit another pause I mean they've had a tough go this year but I'm going Rutgers here yeah I think um this is the only 10-7 matchup where the 10 is favored in this game um Rutgers a point point uh favored by a point and a half Clemson, I was a bit surprised that they ended up as a seven. I kind of expected them to be a little lower than that. And Rutgers, when they're playing good basketball, I mean, we've seen that they can play with about anyone. And I'm picking Rutgers in this game as well. Yeah. Yeah, going with Rutgers. Rutgers the pick here. Uh, two seed Houston, 15 seed Cleveland State. I'm going Houston. I'm sure you are too, right? Yeah. Okay. So that, that concludes the first round or the round of 64 matchups. We're going to take it back up to the West region and pick our round of 32 matchups. We'll have a little bit different picks here now. But the first matchup I have is Gonzaga in Oklahoma. Like I said earlier, I think this actually could be Gonzaga's second toughest game on the road to the Final Four. Oklahoma at times has looked like a top 10 basketball team. They kind of hit the skids here towards the end of the year. Still going Gonzaga here, but this could be interesting. Austin Reeves can really play. And, I mean, Davion Harmon. Brady Mannix, a tough matchup when they use him in the small ball lineup at the five, but still going Gonzaga. Yeah, I agree with you. This could be – I think this will be Gonzaga's toughest matchup or second toughest matchup on the road to the Final Four. And like you said, Oklahoma can play with anyone. They kind of struggled at the end of the season with two losses to Oklahoma State, but at times they were a top-ten team in the country. But altogether, I'm picking Gonzaga. I don't think Oklahoma will be able to stop that offense. Agreed, agreed. Next matchup, I have Creighton in Ohio. I believe – is that the same one you had picked too? That's the same one I had. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going Creighton here, and, and I don't feel confident about that at all. I, picking Creighton to the Sweet 16 feels weird, especially with the way things have kind of gone of late, but I do have Creighton in this one. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel about it. I really don't want to pick Creighton to the Sweet 16, especially with everything that's going on with the team. I mean – they're really not playing good basketball right now, and the whole Greg McDermott situation isn't helping anything, just the way that the bracket fell. I think I have to pick them to the Sweet 16 here, although I'm not confident, confident about that whatsoever. Yeah, that's my thoughts exactly. I mean, honestly, in all four of the, in that subgroup right there with Creighton, Santa Barbara, Virginia, and Ohio, I, I wouldn't be surprised if any of them went to the Sweet 16, but I'm still going to go with Creighton. And then yeah. in the next one, 
Uh, yeah, we both have USC and Kansas here. This is a really tough one for me to pick. I went with Kansas. And Kansas really scares me at time, although they did play more consistent basketball towards the end of the year. They, they kind of learned to play through David McCormick. It really just comes down to if, like, if their guards are making shots because it's been really inconsistent with, with Christian Brown, with uh, Abaji. He's been inconsistent at times. Marcus Garrett sometimes really gives no offensive production, but I'm still going Kansas here. Yeah, this is a really tough game for me to pick as well. But I love the way that uh, David McCormick's playing lately and how Kansas is using him. I just think they're going to be a bit too much for USC, but we'll see. I wouldn't be surprised if USC comes out with the win this one, but all together. I, I didn't say anything about Jalen Wilson, but he's kind of tra- – like early in the year, Oh yeah, he was arguably their best player. Then he struggled. And then towards the end of the year, I mean, he kind of changed his game where he was like getting double-digit rebounds every game. He started just crashing the boards hard, in which that really helped Kansas a lot. I didn't mention that, but yeah, Kansas here for both of us. And then two-seed Iowa and seven-seed Oregon we both have as well. Who do you have in this matchup? I think I'm going to go with Oregon in this matchup. I really love the way Oregon plays, and Iowa, they're another unpredictable team. I mean, their defense isn't great. It depends on how their offense is is rolling. They play through with the guards, obviously, but their guards need to hit their shots too. I think I'm going to go with Oregon in this one. That's funny you say that. We have the exact same (laughs) – First round picks and second round picks. Now I'm also going to Oregon. Little concerned about how they're going to defend Garza. Cause like, I mean, they don't have in Folly Dante. They haven't had him for a couple months now, but they don't really have a true five that can really, um, you know, match up physicality wise with Garza. But they can pull Garza away from the basket on the offensive side. And I think Oregon offensively. Uh, is good enough, honestly, to play with Iowa. This is a really, really tough one to pick. I've been on Oregon's bandwagon. And I'm not hopping off now. I'm, I'm going with going with the upset here in the round of 32. Also, Chris Duarte, he's another one of the most under-talked-about players in the country. He's incredible, in my opinion. And I think you can make a case like, like I think Iowa is the best guard in the country, but I think Duarte's right. number two, honestly. Interesting. And then in the next one, you have Michigan LSU here. I have Michigan St. Bonaventure. I'm going Michigan. Michigan, it really comes down to if Isaiah Livers can play for them. If they don't have Livers, I don't really think they're a serious Final Four threat, honestly, to that point, especially the way they've been playing. I'm still going Michigan here. St. Bonaventure struggles to score at times. A really good defensive team, but I think that's a good matchup for Michigan. I'm going to go with the Wolverines. Yeah, um, this is a matchup that could be a very good matchup between Michigan and LSU. Um I'm kind of expecting Isaiah Livers to be out for the tournament. It seems like stress injuries like that doesn't normally lead to a quick return. And like you said, it's hard to project Michigan as a Final Four team if they don't have Livers. Maybe not the best player on their team. Probably goes to Dickinson, but arguably the most important player on their team as the leader of this team. However, I think I'm going to still go Michigan in this matchup over LSU. But very interesting, very interesting day two matchup. Yeah, I, yeah that's tough. I think if – if LSU does beat St. Bonaventure, I think they would honestly give Michigan a better game than the Bonnies would. But I have Bonaventure. Yeah. Yep. In the and then the next matchup, I have Florida State and Georgetown. Is that your matchup as well? Uh, I picked Colorado. Florida okay, State, you Colorado. had Colorado. Okay, so I have Florida State and Georgetown, and I'm going with Florida State here. I don't know. Florida State's on, it's just, I like Florida State a lot. They're really tough. Like I said earlier, they're tough to match up with. 
and especially on a quick turnaround. I mean, you only have a day to prepare going with the Seminoles. Yeah, I'm also going with Florida State here. I feel pretty confident about this pick, whether they play Colorado or Georgetown, but I do have them going up against Colorado, and I feel pretty comfortable about picking Florida State in this game. Yeah, I'm confident about Florida State to the Sweet 16 as well. Next matchup, I have Texas playing the play-in winner of Michigan State and UCLA. And let's just pick, who, who do you think's winning that play-in game, though? I think Michigan State's going to win the play-in game, although it's very interesting. I mean, UCLA looked like the best team in the Pac-12 at one point this season, and Michigan State obviously looked like one of the worst teams in the Big Ten. But Aaron Henry's playing about as good of basketball as anyone in the country at this point in the season. He's doing everything for this team. He locks down the opposing team's best players to give them the ball on offense and let them go to work and he'll get it done a lot of the time. I'm picking Michigan State in this game, although I'm expecting it to be a very tough matchup. Yeah, I agree. I'm going with Michigan State here as well. And so I'm just going to pencil it in here. I'm just I'm picking the game between Texas and Michigan State here, and that's what you're doing as well. But regardless of who they play, I'm going with Texas here. Texas, like I said, I think, I think they're Final Four caliber. Uh, they don't really have a lot of weaknesses. They're versatile defensively. I mean, they can switch about everything. Jericho Sims can even guard guards on the perimeter. I mean, he's quick enough to do it. And Kai Jones and Greg Brown are extremely versatile. I mean, I, I like Texas a lot. They have great guards. I'm, I'm picking Texas. Yeah, I'm also going with Texas in this matchup. I think um, their bigs are going to be too much for Michigan State to handle. And their offensive firepower, I just don't see Michigan State slowing them down. And then on defense, I just think Texas can lock up Michigan State yeah. pretty well. Yeah. Tex Texas really doesn't have a lot of weaknesses. I like their team as a whole. And then in the, la in the last uh, round of 32 matchup in this region, I have Alabama and UConn. Who do you have here? I love this matchup, too. I, I don't know. I've been going back and forth on it. I want to pick UConn. I love James Cook Knight, but Alabama is too complete, complete of a team right now. They're playing very good basketball. I can't, I can't pick, not pick the Crimson Tide here. Yeah, I have Alabama as well. I, I, was, I was prepared to not have Alabama make the Sweet 16 coming into the tournament. But after the SEC tournament last week, it kind of changed my view a little bit of Alabama. I like them more than I did. And because my thing was that they were just way too reliant on the three, but I don't know. I think Alabama kind of showed themselves that they, they're more than just a three-point shooting team in last week's SEC tournament. So, yeah, I'm going with Bama. Yeah, I love the way they um, play through Herb Jones, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Herb, Herb Jones is terrific. Obviously, extremely good defensively, but he, he has offensive game as well. Um, going up to the next region, the South region, I have Baylor and North Carolina. That's what you have as well. Correct. This, this is really interesting. Baylor honestly doesn't have a lot of size. Like, Jonathan Chamochach was only, I don't know, 6'9". Damba's like 6'10". They, they don't really have a lot of size to compete with Carolina's front court, and Carolina has four really, really good front court players. Right. Baylor's going to have a tough game here, but when it comes down to it, you got to be able to match up uh, with Baylor's guards, and I don't think Carolina can do it. I'm picking Baylor. Yeah, I mean, it is definitely a very interesting um, matchup here. I think this is the toughest eight seed that Baylor could have gone up against just due to the fact that North Carolina really plays through their four bigs, and like you said, Baylor doesn't have a ton of size, but I do love the way that Jonathan Chachua um, plays. Very energetic, big guy. Um, he just provides a lot of energy for his team. And I think that North Carolina won't be able to slow down 
Baylor's offense. I think Baylor gets it done. However, it's a very interesting matchup, like you said. Like, if, if Caleb Love can have, like, a, a game like he does against Duke, like in his two meetings against Duke, because Caleb Love's kind of the X factor. And obviously, they need Kerwin Walton to make shots as well. But when Caleb Love has one of his six turnover games, I mean, Carolina's just – they're not going to win. They need, they need Love to have, like, a zero or one turnover game while also making shots. So That's going to be we'll, tough to do, being guarded by Davion Mitchell. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. And then in the four or five match, or no, you have Winthrop, but I have Villanova winning that game. I have Purdue and Villanova playing each other, and I'm going with Purdue here. Uh, Villanova getting past Winthrop's hard enough. I don't see Villanova winning two games in the tournament this year, and I really like Purdue. I've said they're they're a sleeper team for me. I I like Purdue, and I'm picking them here. Yeah, I'm also picking Purdue here. I really like their team as well. And no matter who they play, Villanova or Winthrop, I'm picking Purdue. However, I have been going against Winthrop. So yeah, Boilermakers in this one. Yep. Okay, so I have Colgate actually beating Arkansas. So I have Texas Tech and Colgate here. And I like Texas Tech a lot. I'm not picking Colgate to win two games in the tournament. Going Texas Tech here. Who do you have who do you have in your matchup with Texas Tech and Arkansas? Yeah, we're both going Texas Tech to the Sweet 16. I'm picking Texas Tech over Arkansas in this game. Um, I think Texas Tech is a better team than their record and seed show that they are and I think they can play with anyone when Mac McClung is playing good basketball, not forcing shots, not creating, not making turnovers, which he's been doing a better job at towards the end of the season. But the team more than just Mac McClung as well, and I, I like Texas Tech in this one. Yeah. Although no, no. Moses, Moses Moody is one of my favorite players and freshmen in the country, it'll be an exciting game. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, McClung kind of started out the year like just on fire, and then he kind of he struggled a little bit there in Texas Tech was trying to kind of find their identity on how they can score outside of McClung. And they found that enough. Kyler Edwards has been making shots. Terrence Shannon off the bench. I mean, he, he's tough. That dude's yeah. their best pro prospect. Sure. And te- Texas Tech doesn't really have a lot of size, and that's can kind of their issue, but they're scrappy enough that they make up for it. And then to close out the round of 32 in this region, I have Ohio State and Virginia Tech. I believe that's what you have too? Yeah, it is. Okay, so I'm going Ohio State here. I think Virginia Tech it is a really good basketball team. Like earlier this year, people were kind of on them after they beat Virginia and stuff, but then they only played like two games in a month there towards the end of the year leading up to the ACC tournament. Virginia Tech's just not really in a rhythm at all right now. Ohio State had a pretty good Big Ten tournament, although they struggled to close the game, so that's something to watch out for for the Buckeyes in the, in the NCAA tournament here, but I'm still going with Ohio State. Yeah, I'm also picking Ohio State. Two, I think the duo of Dwayne Washington and E.J. Liddell just be too much for Virginia Tech to handle. I think uh, how Ohio State's kind of road to the lead eight is looking at right here, I think they got pretty good matchups because if they are to play Texas Tech in the Sweet 16 like we have them, or, I mean, even, even that second-round game, they're not playing a team that just has tremendous size, and I think, that, I think that's important for Ohio State. Going down to the Midwest region, I have Illinois and Georgia Tech here. I believe that's what you have as well. This will be an interesting game. Georgia Tech is just a really scrappy team that has, I mean, they can do a little bit of everything. They can shoot it, they can score inside, and they're scrappy defensively. I'm still going to go Illinois here, but like Baylor, like I think they can have a tough game. I think Illinois can also have a tough game here, but still going with the line eye. 
Yeah, for sure. I think Georgia Tech can make it an interesting game with just how scrappy they are. But overall, I think Illinois will just overpower them in this game. I don't see Georgia Tech coming out with a win here. Definitely picking Illinois. Yep, yep, same. Okay, the next matchup is a terrific 4-5 matchup between Oklahoma State and Tennessee. Oklahoma State is the really popular pick right now to go to the Sweet 16 out of this subgroup here. I'm going to go with Tennessee. I was huge on Tennessee early in the year, and I I claimed them to be the number three team in the country, actually, after they dominated Missouri in early January, and they proved that to obviously be not even close to true. (laughs) But I'm still going to go with Tennessee here. They're super inconsistent on the offensive end, but uh, I'm going with the Volunteers in a close game. Yeah, I mean, this – this will definitely be the best four or five matchup, I think, no matter what four and five seeds make the round of 32. However, I think I'm going to go with Oklahoma State in this game. I love the way they've been playing to end the season here. They lost, they lost the Big 12 championship to Texas, which I didn't actually expect, but Kate Cunningham's playing incredible basketball right now, as is the rest of the team. And Tennessee, like you said, if they can get back to the way they were playing at the beginning of the season when they dominated Missouri on the road to begin SEC play, they could pull one out here too, but I don't have much confidence that they're going to get back to that just the way, just with the inconsistencies they've had over the season. And I'm going with Oklahoma state in this one. Yeah, I'm picking Tennessee, but I'm not, I'm not confident in that pick at all. Oklahoma state. I mean, it's, you don't really see Oklahoma state ever come or play a game and just not really show up. I mean, the way they play, they're just like, like I've been saying that the word to describe Oklahoma state has just been fight all year long. They've been what they've had like Cade Cunningham missed, uh, two games they he didn't play against Baylor earlier this year and they were beating them for the first 28 minutes and then they beat West Virginia without him they played without likely for a little while right. Oklahoma State is I mean they're more than just Kate Cunningham there's no doubt about that right. and Oklahoma State's another team that's just filled with a bunch of dogs they're another very scrappy team and they'll get it after you defensively as will Tennessee though so yeah interesting matchup for sure yeah, like you said, defensively. I mean, the way Boynton kind of switches between zone and man, and he he plays about 50-50 of both. They, they, they play a lot of both. It gives you different looks. It's hard to play against. But the next matchup here, I have three-seed West Virginia, six-seed San Diego State, as you do too. I'm yep. going West Virginia here. I'm confident West Virginia, the Sweet 16. I love this team. Yeah, I'm also picking West Virginia. Although San Diego State can definitely make it an interesting game, like you said. They're a very good three-point shooting team, and if they're knocking down their shots, I mean, anything can happen for sure. But I also love this West Virginia team. The way they've been playing lately, I'm, I'm going for West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tash, no, Tash, Sherman, Tash Sherman's really come on lately as well. Oh, oh man, Sherman's awesome. He's extremely there. underrated. Like, yeah. he's arguably their best scorer. Would you? Would oh you yeah, there's, there's games you, you give him the ball, he yeah. does the work, and yeah, West Bucket. West Virginia's shot-making ability is incredible. If they would ever just defend it like consistently, which is weird to say for a Huggins team, but if they would ever do that, I mean, they're capable of going to a Final Four. They're capable of winning a national championship even. In the next matchup here, I have two-seed Houston and 10-seed Rutgers. It's kind of two teams here that struggle to score at times. We've seen Houston getting extremely hot at times, but for a lot of this year, they've kind of been relying on offensive rebounding like Carolina has. I'm going with Houston in this one, but I, I think this could be a low-scoring close game. Yeah, I mean, 
these are two teams I don't have much confidence in. Um, they've both struggled at times this season, obviously Rutgers more than Houston, but like we've seen Houston lose to East Carolina. They can, they can definitely have cold nights and Rutgers can definitely steal one here. However, I think I'm going with Houston in this game. I'm picking Houston here. Yeah. Like early in the year, like, like it's so weird to think where Rutgers is now and where they were like in early January. Cause there, I mean, there was a point where they were looked at as one of the top, like, three teams in the Big Ten. Yeah, you could conference play. You could have made a case like like if you would have said in early January that Rutgers will win the Big Ten, I would have believed you. Oh yeah. Me too. They're the hottest team in the country at that point. Yeah, like and it was kind of like Jacob Young was playing the best basketball of his career. Ron Harper was playing the best basketball of, of his career. They both kind of struggled offensively. Yeah. But we'll see. Anything can happen. Rutgers is definitely capable of winning that game. For sure. All right, on to the Sweet 16. We're back up in the West region and we have the same sweet 16s here as we've made the same pick uh, in every matchup in this whole region so far. The first matchup, Gonzaga and Creighton. I don't really have anything to say here. Gonzaga will win this game. I think they're going to, if this game happens, I think they'd win by 20. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I already have very little confidence in Creighton. I pretty much only picked them to the sweet 16 just because of how the brackets fell there. I don't see them making this much game against much of a game against Gonzaga. And I think, I don't think it's very close. I said this on a previous podcast though, too, like Creighton as in similar to Tennessee, you really don't know what you're going to get with those teams. They're probably the two most inconsistent teams in the country. So maybe it's a little disrespectful to say Creighton doesn't really have any chance, especially any team coming off of two wins and like in the sweet 16, they're obviously going to be confident and they're, they're obviously playing good basketball. But I still, I'd, I'd be stunned if they would somehow beat Gonzaga in that one. Absolutely. And then the next matchup, Kansas and Oregon, three versus seven here. I'm going Oregon to the Elite Eight. I said, I said uh, last week, depending on Oregon's road, I think they can go to the Final Four. But and I and I kind of like their road. I mean, I think Iowa's a tough game. But if this if they get to the Sweet Sixteen here, I think they're honestly a better team than Kansas, or at least they're they're extremely close with Clay, with Kansas. I'm going with Oregon here. Yeah, I think we're going to end up with the exact same picks in this bracket in this half of, or this side of the bracket because I'm also going with Oregon here. Yeah, it's a three seven matchup, but I don't think that Kansas is much better than Oregon, if at all. Like you said, and Oregon can really play with anyone I feel like and I don't know I, they have the best player in this matchup that's true I'm picking Oregon Dana Altman man he wins in March yes, he does. When, when talking about coaches I mean he's kind of he's kind of underrated in terms of how successful he's been in March yeah that's true doesn't get talked about much um down to the east region sweet 16 matchups Michigan and Florida State who do you have here Oh, this is a real. This might be the toughest Sweet 16 matchup for me to pick. And I think, assuming that Michigan doesn't have Isaiah Livers, I think, you know what? Oh my gosh! Oh no! (laughs) (laughs) No, this is tough. This is a. I'm going to go back and forth on this one for a while, probably. (laughs) But at this moment, I think I'm going to stick with Michigan. Okay. I really wanted to say Florida State there for. For a second, but I mean, Michigan also came back against Ohio State in the Big Ten semifinals there, and they looked, it looks like a great team still without Isaiah Livers. Obviously, not. 
they don't have near the ceiling that they would with Liberty, but I still think they can pull one out against Florida State here, although this is an incredible matchup. I would not be surprised whatsoever if Florida State does win this game. But I think at this moment, I'm going to go with Michigan. Dude, imagine imagine like uh, the Smith and Scotty Barnes matchup guarding each other, though. It's going to be – that's a big height difference there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going with Florida State here. Like you said, I mean, this is a tough one to pick. I don't have a lot of confidence in the Seminoles. Florida State's been all over the place this year as well. But I am going to go with Florida State here, mainly because I don't think Michigan's the same team that they were three weeks ago even. So, yeah, I'm going with Florida State. Also, you mentioned uh, Mike Smith there. I think he's another very underrated point guard. He runs his team so well. He kind of went from being, like, obviously the main scorer at Columbia. Is that yeah, what he Columbia. Yeah, Columbia. He, like – took all the shots with that team to going to this Michigan team. Now I think he averages like under six shots a game, maybe, but he just runs the offense really well. He knows where to put the ball. He like is really scrappy defender and he doesn't get talked about much as much as he should nationally, in my opinion. That's fair. I, I said, I've said before that what's holding Michigan back is, isn't necessarily that Mike Smith's bad. It's just the fact that he's in my opinion, significantly worse than like Jalen Suggs at Gonzaga than Jared Butler or Davion Mitchell, whoever's doing it at Butler and at Illinois, um, Io or I, even I do you who would you who would you take, Curbelo or Mike Smith? I don't know. I think I think I would take Mike Smith just because he has the experience. He's very solid with the ball. Curbelo can be like flexible yeah. both the time. He That's makes even passes, but some of Curbelo's passes. I'm watching it and I'm literally just like blown away. I, I don't know how he does some of the things he does with the ball. And I, I don't know. Actually, that's a really good question. I might take your bill now that I'm thinking about it. But I'll say Mike Smith still right now. But yeah, I mean, we're having this debate between Michigan's starting point guard and Illinois' back. Yeah. Point. I mean, Curbelo, it, it, I mean, he's kind of became Illinois' starting point guard in a way. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's been closing games and stuff. But he's really emerged as a scorer. Like, he's not necessarily shooting but he's getting to the rim and maybe earlier in the year where he wasn't confident in himself finishing around the rim. He is now. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I would take Curbelo between those two guys, but, but yeah, you're taking Michigan that one. I'm going Florida state On to the next one, two seed, Alabama, three seed, Texas. I have Texas here. I think Texas is just a more complete team than Alabama. If like Texas, if they don't, if they don't play their best basketball, and if they don't shoot the ball great, I think they can still find a way to win. Whereas if Alabama did the same way, if they don't shoot the ball great, I think they'd struggle to score a little bit more than Texas would. So, yeah, I'm going Texas. Yeah, uh, this is another great um, Sweet 16 matchup, but I'm also going Texas. Like you said, they're definitely one of the most complete teams in the country. They have the talent to be right up there with um, Gonzaga, Baylor, Illinois. But I don't know. Alabama could could get one here, but – I just don't see Texas losing to them. From what I've seen from people, it's been a lot of Texas to the Final Four in this region. And if, like, obviously Michigan's the one seed, so Michigan's going to get their fair share. But Alabama is the two seed, is kind of like no no one's really watching for that right now. Everyone's just kind of penciling in Texas lead eight. So if you're looking to pick a two seed that is extremely disrespected, I mean, Alabama, Alabama can do it. Yeah, that's a good point. Heading up to the South region. I have one seed Baylor and four seed Purdue, as you do too. Who do you have here? Yeah, I've got Baylor in this matchup. It'll be interesting to see Travion Williams play against this Baylor team, though. 
because like we said against North Carolina, they don't have the bigs to, I mean, block down other teams' bigs. And obviously, Travion Williams is a great player. He's also a great passer. So give him the ball and he can create for other people. But I, I don't see Purdue being able to um, run with Baylor offensively yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, I like Purdue a lot. I think this is a horrible matchup for Purdue. And so, yeah, I, I'm, going with, I'm going with Baylor here. Purdue, there's there's no one on Purdue that's stopping Baylor's guards. Yeah, no way. And then down to the next week 16 matchup, Ohio State and Texas Tech, two versus six. Who do you have? I, mm, <laughs> I really want to go with Texas Tech here, but I think I'm picking Ohio State. Um, I mean, they're playing great basketball right now. Dwayne Washington is incredible. EJ Liddell is obviously a great player as well, but they have more than just them. Seth Towns is playing great right now. CJ Walker is playing good and Texas Tech could get one here. It, I think obviously depends on the type of game that Mac McClung has as well as Terrence Shannon, but I'm still taking Ohio State in this one. I'm going Texas Tech. <laughs> I've been rolling with the big 12 so far in this, in this bracket and I'm going with Texas Tech here. This is extremely tough to pick because I, I think Ohio, it, it, it helps Ohio State here. I mean, it helps both teams here. Both teams don't really play a guy bigger than 6'8". And so I guess Zed Key's 6'9", but he's off. he doesn't play that many minutes. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention, I really love the way Zed, Key, Zed Key's been playing lately. He's going to be a big part of that yeah, he, he gives them a different look when he's on the floor because he's really their only true post guy. But I'm still going Texas Tech here. It it's really I don't know it's hard to differentiate these teams. Ohio State's obviously a terrific offensive team, but Texas Tech defensively, they'll they'll need to disrupt Ohio State a little bit. When you can get Ohio State in the double digit turnovers turnover range, it gets to be dangerous territory territory for them. When they were playing great basketball, I mean they were only turning over like six seven times a game, which which is an incredible number to be at. I think Texas Tech can get them to dis or to. Di Texas Tech can disrupt them a little bit, and I'll pick Texas Tech to win a really, really close one here in the Sweet 16. Down to the Midwest region and our last Sweet 16 matchups, I have one seed Illinois playing five seed Tennessee, and I'm advancing Illinois to lead eight here. Illinois is just – they're a more complete team than Tennessee. They're, they're, Tennessee might be, might be better defensively, but I'm not even sure of that. I think Illinois is just – a lot better offensively and comparable defensively. I'm going to Illinois. Yeah, my um, Sweet 16 matchup here is Illinois-Oklahoma State. And this is definitely my favorite Sweet 16 matchup that I've picked. And it'll be a very fun game to watch. Obviously, Oklahoma State can play with and beat anyone. As we just saw them beat Baylor in the Big 12 tournament, they went 2-0 against West Virginia to close out the season. But I'm picking Illinois in this one. They're playing their best basketball of the season right now. I would assume it was on a mission he's not he's not losing this game did you did you like his uh his social media pictures of the of the kobe, the kobe yeah. yeah i love those <laughs> those are awesome but yeah both going to illinois here down to the last sweet 16 matchup two seed houston three seed west virginia we we both have this correct correct who, who do you have then who do you have here yeah i'm going with west virginia in this game sure yeah um I don't actually have much to say about it other than that, but I'm I'm going West Virginia too. I I love I love West Virginia. Haven't been big on Houston all year long. 
West Virginia's offense is too much here. Yeah, for sure. On to the Elite Eight, back up to the West region. We have the same Elite Eight matchup here, Gonzaga and Oregon. Are you willing to take Oregon again or no? I'm not willing to take Oregon again. Gonzaga is just going to be too much for them. Yeah, yep. I don't have much to say here either. I'm going Gonzaga. Gonzaga to the Final Four, and I feel fairly confident in that. Down to the... Down to the East region, you have Michigan and Texas. I have Florida State in Texas. Yeah. In my matchup, I'm going Texas. Like, I, I've talked a lot about Texas and how much I like them. So, I mean, I just I, – I, I don't think they have really many weaknesses. If they, if they play how they should, uh, I, th- I think they're going to go to the Final Four, and I'm picking them, Texas Final Four. Yeah, I think we may, have, may end up with the same Final Four here. I have Texas-Michigan. And I'm picking Texas in this game. This is still assuming Isaiah Livers doesn't play. However, if Livers is back, I think I'm still picking Texas in this game. They, I mean, they're rostered. They have one of the top four rosters in the country, in my opinion. Um, when they're playing like when they're playing their best basketball, they're one of the best teams in the country, and I I don't see them losing Michigan here, especially without Isaiah Livers. I'm picking Texas. You can make a case that like when Texas started to struggle what changed everything was the dunk that Greg Brown had against Baylor that he got teed up yeah. on. Yeah. Like they struck, like, I don't know when 11 minutes left in that game, they got dominated the rest of that game. And then Texas started to kind of, they were kind of inconsistent for a little while, but now playing good basketball again, I think Texas at their best is a top five basketball team. So going is that, is that your uh, dunk of the year pick. Is it my dunk of the year? Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if I'm forgetting it. Do you know the other top nominees off the top of your head? Oh, I, I know DJ Carton's had a couple big time dunks. Yeah, um, uh, I think there's a big one I'm forgetting oh, too. Keon Johnson had, had one of the best dunks. Yeah, Keon Johnson had an incredible one. Gabe Brown, I, that dunk honestly probably is my pick, but I need to, I need to watch some of it. What'd you say? Greg Brown, you mean? What did I say? Gabe Brown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gabe Brown's had some pretty crazy dunks too. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Greg Brown. Okay, yeah. next region here crazy. in the south. Uh, we, have, we have a different one here. I have Baylor and Texas Tech. You have Baylor or yeah, Baylor and Ohio State. Who do you have? Uh, yeah, I've got Baylor in this one. I'm fairly confident on Baylor making the final four in this region. Um, I don't see Ohio State slowing down Baylor any. Baylor's guard play is just incredible. Yep. And it'll be fun to watch um, Davion Mitchell on Dwayne Washington, though, assuming that's who he's oh, on. Yeah, that's a, that, that would be a terrific matchup. I mean, Washington's, Washington is arguably as good as anybody at making, like, tough contested shots in the country. He just has a knack for it. But, yeah, I'm going Baylor as well. Baylor's already played Texas Tech twice, and – both of them, they, they handled them okay. And I'm a little worried that this, since it would be the third time, that could it be, it would be a tough one for Baylor, but I'm still going to go Baylor here. And then on to the last elite eight game. We have the same one here, Illinois and West Virginia. Who do you like here? I'm going with Illinois in this game. I do really like West Virginia. I love Miles McBride. love Ted Sherman. I also love what Derek Culver brings to this team, but I just don't see them stopping Illinois. I, I've, I've been saying that I've, I, I, I actually considered at one point picking West Virginia to win the national championship after they lost to Baylor in that tight overtime game. 
they have struggled a little bit since then. And it's been mainly on the defensive end. I think now that the tournament's starting and that they know like this is it, they're going to lock in on the defensive end. This team, like they arguably have as many shot makers and maybe the best shot making team in the whole country. I mean, a lot of, I think them and Baylor may be the best two at that. I mean, they can just like say, just go give the ball to McBride, go give the ball to Sherman McNeil when he gets hot. I mean, McNeil can do the same. I mean, you don't even have to run any sets or anything. You just give him the ball and you just go. I'm going West Virginia to the final four here. That would actually be my third big 12 team in the final four, which I, it feels a little weird doing that is that is extremely unlikely, but I mean, Big 12 has definitely got seven of the best teams in the country. So three teams, three Big 12 teams to the final four isn't too much of a stretch, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But yeah, I'm going, I'm going West Virginia here. And that would lead to a rematch in, uh, for Baylor and West Virginia. But you picking Illinois is also a Baylor-Illinois rematch from earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, so final four. We have the same first final four with Gonzaga and Texas. Are you saying Gonzaga's undefeated season comes to an end here, or are they going to the championship game? I think Gonzaga continues their undefeated season and makes it to the championship game, although I think Texas can make it in this interesting game for sure. I mean, Texas guard, Texas's guard play is incredible, but they've also got great big men in Greg Brown, Kai Jones, Jericho Sims, who give Texas a different look than some teams have. But I'm still going with Gonzaga here. I just think their offense is too much for Texas to handle. Yeah, I'm going Gonzaga too. I've been saying all year long that I didn't want to pick Gonzaga just because everybody's going to pick them, but I just I just can't not pick Gonzaga. I mean, that's how I feel too. They're they're just, they're too good. Although I agree, I think this could be a close game. Texas can they can match up with Gonzaga. And then in the other Final Four matchup, you have Baylor and Illinois. So who do you have there? Yeah, this is a rematch from a game early in the season where Baylor won fairly comfortably. However, um, this Illinois team is different now they're playing some of their best basketball right now and I think I'm going to pick Illinois in this game I think Kofi's going to be a lot for Baylor to handle with um the way their team set up and I've said this about every matchup with Davion, Davion Mitchell and Io DeSumo maybe best perimeter defender in the country on the best guard oh my goodness that'll be a crazy matchup but I really like Illinois in this matchup like I said I would assume he's on a mission I don't think he's losing this game Although I love Baylor, I love Jared Butler. This is an incredible matchup. No, it, it definitely and is. It, it, it's very tough for me to pick, although I'm going. I'm going Illinois here. And I love the look that um, Demonte Williams and Jacob Grandison bring to this team. Um, they're very solid role players that, like, any, any Final Four contending team needs on their roster. I mean, Curbelo – and uh, Grandison, the way they're playing now is something Illinois really didn't have when they played Baylor earlier this year. I don't, I don't even think Grandison played in that game. He kind of joined the rotation later in the season. Yeah, Curbelo, I'm sure Curbelo played in that game, but he's he's a much better player now than he was then. Yeah, for sure. But in my matchup, I have Baylor and West Virginia, and this would be the rematch of that of arguably the best game of the whole college basketball season in that overtime game that they played uh, a couple weeks back, and. I'm going I'm going West Virginia again actually I like I said I'm a big West Virginia fan I think these two teams are the two best shot making teams in the country like as they showed in their in their first or in their previous matchup with each other I just think when West Virginia 
can lie. And, and this, this honestly is the X factor, though, is West, with West Virginia. Can Derek Culver stay out of foul trouble? They need him to stay out of foul trouble. He picks up a lot of stupid fouls at times. If he, if he can stay on the floor, I think West Virginia will continue to win. And, yep, I'm going West Virginia here to the national championship game. So in my national championship, I have Gonzaga in West Virginia. In your national championship, you have Gonzaga in Illinois. I'll let you go first. Who are you going to pick to win it all? All right, my pick to win the national championship this year is going to be Gonzaga. I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to complete the undefeated season. Like you said, I really don't want to pick Gonzaga to win just because it's kind of what everyone's picking, but I haven't seen Gonzaga look like they are immortal this year much. I mean, the first half against BYU, obviously they struggled, and then the West Virginia game earlier this year, which they didn't have Jalen Suggs for most of the game, which is interesting that I say that because that's your uh, championship match. Gonzaga, West Virginia, but Gonzaga's chemistry is incredible. Corey Kisper and Jalen Suggs, two of the best guards in the country, obviously, and then combine that with Drew Timmy, and they obviously have an incredible role player in Joel Ayayi, and I love the look that Andrew Nemhard brings his team. I just don't see Gonzaga losing in this tournament, and this will be a very interesting title game, I think. I love this Illinois team, and I definitely think they'll make a game out of it. I love Io DeSumo, obviously. love Kofi Coburn. The Coburn and Timmy matchup will also be interesting, but I, I don't see Gonzaga losing. I think they do it. I think they complete the perfect season. What about you? Yeah. So you had oh yeah you had Gonzaga in Illinois. So this yeah like like you said this is a previous matchup. They already played each other this year. You can make a case West Virginia played Gonzaga better than anybody else has. Although that you you can make case also that BYU in the in the WCC championship played Gonzaga better than anyone has. But West Virginia can score with Gonzaga. There's no question about that. But Gonzaga, I I, I just can't pick against. I just cannot pick against Gonzaga. Drew Timmy, um, him versus Culver would be interesting. I think he'd probably be able because he's pulling Culver away from the basket a little bit. Culver's physicality may be able to get Timmy off of his game a little bit, but as soon as if Culver picks up foul trouble, I mean, Timmy Timmy's the X factor for Gonzaga. He's he's what a lot of teams don't have. He's what Baylor doesn't have. If you want to compare those two teams with each other, and and yeah, just the the guards. I mean, Jalen Suggs, Corey Kiss for Jolie I and Andrew Nemhard when they play those four at the same time. And that's what Mark few has been doing, starting those guys now together. I mean, it's that, that offensive group is just, you, you can't stop them. You can try to slow them down, I guess, but you, you just can't stop them. They're too good. I'm going to Gonzaga to win the national championship as you did too. And that will do it for the whole bracket. Then I'm super excited for the bracket or for the tournament to start. I kind of I kind of like that the first four is all in one day this year. Do you do you like that as well? Yeah, I think I think it'll be exciting to watch them all in one day. Yeah, sure. yeah, I'm I'm super excited for the tournament to start. Obviously, with without or with going with a year without NCAA tournament is extremely hard to do. So it's amazing to have it back again. Yeah, for sure. But I did. Yeah, for sure. But with that being said, that'll be the conclusion of this College Hoops Mania podcast. And I am super uh, thankful that Chase was able to join the show today. It was super fun to be able to pick the bracket with him. Yeah, absolutely. I thank you so much for having me on and had a ton of fun and hopefully we can do this again soon. 
I would like to thank Chase again for joining the podcast. It was a lot of fun picking the bracket with him. But before I end the podcast today, I am going to answer a few of my Instagram follower questions. And so the first question I have here is from underscore CBB underscore analysis underscore who asked, will Michigan do the same in March Madness without livers? As I talked about in my selection of the bracket, I do think the absence of livers hurts them a lot, and I don't think Michigan is the same team without him, to be honest with you. My next question comes from Alex underscore Curtis 13, who said, who asked, who is my favorite dark horse? And so a dark horse I had is Oregon to the Elite Eight. That's a dark horse in terms of a seven seed going all the way to the Elite Eight. But a dark horse team in the round of 64 I have is Colgate, actually. I think Colgate, with the way that they shoot the ball and how good they are offensively, I think they can give Arkansas a scare. And I think they can make some noise in that 314 matchup. My next question comes from ERCCRE53, who asked, who will be the first one seed to lose? As I picked in my bracket, I think Michigan will be the first one seed to lose. I think all one seeds will make it out of the first weekend, but I think Michigan is going to lose in the Sweet 16 to Florida State. So that is my pick for the first one seed to lose. Yo Boy Wong under er, excuse me, Yo Boy Wong asked, What do you think will be the best first round game? I think the best first-round game will be North Carolina and Wisconsin in the 8-9 matchup. I think Wisconsin's probably a little bit under seed, and I think Carolina might have been a seed too low as well. Both of those teams can give Baylor a scare in the second game. And Laughlin asked, who do you think is the biggest dark horse for the Final Four? And so the biggest dark horse that I picked Final Four is West Virginia, but I do think the biggest dark horse of anybody who can make a Final Four run is Oregon. I picked them to the lead eight. I didn't pick them to pick to beat Gonzaga, but I do think Oregon has the ability to uh, make a Final Four run with the way that they score and the spacing they have offensively. You really are looking for a team that can really score when looking for a Cinderella run, and Oregon can do that. So I think Oregon is the biggest dark horse for the Final Four. Not picking them, but I do think it's possible. And that'll be the last question I'm answering today. I'm answering today. Thank you for listening to to this week's College Hoops Mania podcast episode. I really appreciate you listening. March Madness is here, baby. uh, First four starts on Thursday. First second rounds start on Friday. Uh, Super excited for this week. This is what we've been waiting for, especially after a year of no NCAA tournament year before. And so happy March Madness week. Happy NCAA tournament. Um, Let's get it. Let's get it, guys. It's an exciting week. And thank you for listening. I'll catch you guys next week. See ya.